Yucha, Laws of Lashon Hara in Business, Week 2, Section 3. Chavetz Chaim over here is Oiz Vav. He talks about a continuation of Laws of Lashon Hara That really, these halachas of Lashon Hara extend also to giving information for Shadokim. And the Chavetz Chaim is talking over here about a case for Aton Achzelivoyer. Now let's continue to explain Mashitain Bitchila Siv Dalit. What we talked a little bit about in Siv Dalit. If let's say the Chosin has very strong Chesrainis, disadvantages. There are differences between what those disadvantages are. If let's say the disadvantage is the fact that he has a physical disease, and the prospective father-in-law, the other side, does not know about it. It's something that's an inner thing that people don't know about. It. It's simple. It's for sure, it's simple that the one who says something about this is not violating an Aveya He has to fulfill the conditions necessary mentioned earlier, which the Be'er Ma'im Chaim brings them down briefly over here. We'll see in a moment. Another example is the Torah Ligalas, where he's obligated to say, If he hears about the Chosen, that the Chosen has Apikorsis, then he's obligated to tell the other party. And this, the Pasik says next to it, right next to the Pasik that prohibits saying Rechilos. And Lashon Hara, next to that, it says, even though the Torah says, don't say Lashon Hara, at the same time, the Torah says, make sure not to stand idle when uh, another Yid is getting harmed. However, if the disadvantage is the fact that he's not so knowledgeable in Torah, he should not say it, you he hurt himself. He should have gone to Talmidei Chachamim. He should have gone to have the Chassan, to have this boy tested out in his learning. How much he knows. If they agreed to go to Talmidei Chachamim to have the Chassan tested. So the testers are obligated to say the truth. Because they both agreed to do so originally. From that, that he didn't do so, he forfeited, he forfeited his right to know about this. Now, this actual case, uh, this Metzius changed. In the days of the Chavetz Chaim, the Mahalach, the setup was that if anyone wanted to know the Chochmas HaTorah of the Chassan, if anyone wanted to know the Torah knowledge of the Chassan, they would have the Chassan tested. In today's day, it's not done that way. The setup is different, and therefore, uh, it is permissible. There are places that spell out that it is permissible to go to to for following the guidelines of Hilchas Lashon Hara. A person would be able, in those circumstances, talk about the Chas and the boys' knowledge entire. Now says the Chavetz Chaim since. It's very common, even more common, for people to mess up in these areas. I'm going to review those conditions and with a little addition. 
First of all, he has to know that the, the weakness that the, the chasen has is time considered a disease. As opposed to if he's just a weaker person, the Gemara says that are often weaker. If it's just weakness, in other words, some people are stronger, some people are weaker, then he's not supposed to say. He can't exaggerate how the, the severity of the sickness. He has to do it out of intention to help the other party, not out of hatred. Including in that is another idea. He has to uh, uh, make a cheshman, he has to expect that something that will be to Ellis that will come out, that will result from what he says. As opposed to a case when he expects that anyways they're going to make the shidduch. And commonly this happens often by shidduch that anyways they don't listen. So if that will be the case, so then he won't be able to say. Continuing on to the next Mahamakim, Chavetz Chaim then goes to a case which is another very practical case. Let's say a bystander sees Another yid is about to go into a store to buy schayra, to buy uh, merchandise. For whom is And the bystander understands the nature of this prospective buyer. He's a very simple person. He's not so street smart to understand people's tricks. At the same time, he knows the nature of the store owner. The store owner, the salesman, that's his whole chuka, his whole desire is to find such a person to pull a trick off him. In Bishayr, whether he'll tell him, uh, he'll convince him that it's a certain type of merchandise, which it isn't, or he'll pull a trick with the weights and measures, Measurements, or with the price, he should tell that prospective buyer and warn him before he goes into the store. He should not go there. Even if he made an agreement to go there, he should convince him that he should discourage that buyer from buying because he's going to be victimized. Especially, if he sees that he's already being tricked. He sees that the salesman is convincing him that it's such and such company, it's such and such quality. He sees the salesman is trying to convince the buyer some incorrect information, that it's the famous quality and the famous company brand, and really it isn't. He knows it's false. He sees him playing tricks with the measurements, or with the value, then for sure he should tell the buyer, so that the buyer should not fall into the trap. person has to be very He should not miss out the necessary conditions. He must meet the conditions mentioned earlier in Sif Beis. Now the Chavetz Chaim writes in the Hago, in a footnote, he says, when I say that the store owner is overcharging, is tricking the buyer about the price, or is overcharging charging for the for the item, 
I mean to say he's overcharging a sixth. For example, it's worth five, and he's charging, he's trying to ask for six. If it's less than a sixth, maybe he shouldn't say it. That I explain it. If it's a mistake with weights and measurements, so then for sure, under all conditions, he would be obligated to tell, even if the small uh, difference in the weight and measurement. Says the Chavetz Chaim, he knows it's false. Even if he's paying fair price, even if, if let's say the person, if this salesman is trying to convince the buyer that he's, get, he's getting a pound of flour, really it's less than a pound, but the price that the buyer is paying is anyways the value of the amount of flour he's getting. So in value, the buyer is going to get fear value. Even so, but the buyer thinks he's getting a full pound, so he, he should go and tell the buyers, that's considered the buyer's buyer is being fooled, and he should tell the buyer, he doesn't want to buy uh, less than a pound, or whatever measurement or weight it is. Sure, if it's not worth that much, or let's say it's the wrong quality, wrong brand, wrong company. Less than a six. Chavetz Chaim says, really, on this topic, I have a big sophic. Shachan Aruch says that a salesman, a store owner, is not allowed to overcharge even less than a sixth. It's really a suffix of the rush, and it's Shulchan Aruch brings it down as a suffix. And the Chavetz Chaim understands that since Shulchan Aruch says it's a suffix, if a salesman is a, uh, allowed to overcharge less than a sixth, within that margin of less than a sixth, so the Chavetz Chaim understands that therefore it's prohibited. Since it's a suffix, therefore it's prohibited. So, so, so do I say, since the, sale, the seller is not allowed to do this, so since the seller is in violation, so therefore he's allowed to tell the buyer. I don't know, maybe the other way around, since it's really a sophic, since the Isser is only based on a sophic, really the Rosh has a sophic, Shochanarach has a sophic. Really it's only a question whether the seller is allowed to do this or not. So there's a possibility the seller is allowed to do it, even though we tell the seller not to, but there is a possibility he's allowed to. So maybe he's not allowed to say negative about the seller and prevent the seller from making the, the, the deal because maybe that's considered lush and hard because maybe the speaker has to worry that the seller has permission to do it. Maybe since we're dealing with the Isra Dayaisa, Lashanar's Isra Dayaisa, so maybe we have to be machmer both ways. Sai, the seller has to be machmer in order to avoid being over Ainoa, the Isra Vainoa's moment, and Sai, the speaker has to be Golachomra, not to say Lashanara, since maybe the seller is not in violation. Um, let's continue further. Another piece of Chavetz Chaim, the next page, a hago of the Chavetz Chaim, v'yizoy achi. Chavetz Chaim gives down another example of Lashon Haralite Elis. He's talking about where a bystander sees that his friend is about to make partnership with another person. Ha'v'yizoy achi, 
Be careful, my brother, says the Chofetz Chaim. Don't permit because of this, even though we permitted to say Lashon Hara for Te'eles, and therefore we permitted to tell a partner about his prospective partner, somebody about to make a partnership. We permit you to tell a friend that that prospective partner has disadvantages, has proud, has, has is is faulty. Don't use this heter. Let you see your friend about to make a shutvis with another person, and the person about to make the shutvis does not know his uh, prospective partner, and you do. And you know that that person is, uh, in fin- is, is under financial stress. He, he had bad mazel, and he doesn't have as much money. In the recent past, he lost a nice amount of money. He wasn't matzliach in other business deals. Maybe you're going to want to tell this person that's about to make a partnership with him. So he shouldn't make a partnership. Such a thing is a big avayr. Like the Rambam writes, the Rambam says, when the Rambam defines Lashon Hara, he says, If a person says things, that those things cause that if they're heard from one to another, if those words cause damage or pain, anything that causes damage or pain is Lashon Hara. So, so too over here, telling the one person who's about to make the partnership, causing somebody a loss, of a possible partnership causing this person that's a weaker a weaker financial position to lose out from a possible partnership that's a big loss and pain and painful and therefore this is different than other things that we permit talking about even though you're allowed to tell you're allowed to tell somebody who's about to make a partnership that the other person is a ganav you're allowed to tell him that he uh, does horrible work. He's very lazy. Some things that will be detrimental, that are good reasons to believe that they're detrimental to the Shotzvis. However, our case is not so. In those cases, it's detrimental to the Shotzvis, so therefore you're helping the person you're telling it to. From either damage or some other harm. In this case, there's no proof that he's going to have any loss from making a shutfis with him. Chavetz Chaim says, just because he had bad mazel in previous business deals, there's no reason to believe, or not enough reason to believe, that he won't be matzliach in this area of business. If the person is reliable, he's ehrlich, he's uh, he's smart enough, so there's no reason, it happens to be he had bad mazel, that's not good enough reason to tell this other partner about that. Continuing on to the next man, Malkin. Similar to this, the Chavetz Chaim in the Be'er Ma'im Chaim, where the bar is, besides for this, 
nicht für da wie sie haben sie wenn er da diese ist wie Chilis, wenn er nicht in den Warm ist, er lasse. In other words, this is explaining, this is really ex- explanation, this is explanation of what we saw before in the Ago. That just because we have a weak svar, a weak reason to believe, that maybe he won't be matzliach in the next business venture, that's not enough for us to permit the Isser Rechilas. If it's only a slight uh, worry that a hezek will come out, it's forbidden to say it. Who told you to be more concerned about this person than to be concerned about that person? Don't get up and do something. Don't intervene. Don't do anything. If if there's not good enough reason to believe that there's a, that there's a problem. If the person he's telling it to is a Talmud Chacha, maybe then it's permitted, permissible. Look in the Gemara in Baba Basra. Now, at the same time, continuing on with the Be'er Ma'im Chaim by the next bar, we're not talking about, says the Chafetz Chaim, if the person asked you straight out, how is this person doing financially? What was the person's experience previously? If he asks you, of course, you have to tell the truth. What I'm trying to say, says the Chafetz Chaim, is that you shouldn't say it on your own initiative. We're going to skip the yes at you. We're going to go now to the next Maramakim Shaili Sichu, is the Chafetz Chaim which is a written somebody, a Heintiger, that wrote in a form of Shaila Chuva. He wrote like a Chuva about this topic. His, he's basically discussing this type of a case where you see somebody about to go into a store and you know he could go ahead and get it cheaper in another store. So let's see. Chuva HaChafetz Chaim BeChafetz Chaim. If you look in the Sefer HaChafetz Chaim, Kosav, he writes, if you see somebody is about to go into a store, to buy wares, to buy merchandise by one, and the store owner overcharges less than a sixth, maybe you're not allowed to say it. Now, continuing to the next paragraph, he says, I have a sophic. I have a sophic what the Chavetz Chaim meant. Chavetz Chaim has a possibility that it's forbidden to say it because it's considered Lashon Hara. Now, on the possibility that it's Lashon Hara, is it because he's damaging the seller? Is it because it's monetary damage? Like the Rambam writes that type of a thing that, like we saw before, that the Rambam says the following words, the Rambam defines Lashon Hara as words that cause, if they're heard from one to another, to cause injury or monetary damage. Any of that is Lashon Hara. So is it because of the damages that's involved? In other words, words that cause monetary damage is Lashon Hara. So maybe that's why the Chafetz Chaim prohibits this. 
or wants to prohibit this. So in our case at hand, if if he's going to tell this to the prospective buyer, he's going to cause monetary damage to the seller, that that he's losing a customer. Or maybe, what the Chavetz Chaim means is, Maybe the possibility that it's forbidden is because he's saying derogatory about the seller. Maybe it's because it looks negative about the seller that he is a type of person that overcharges even though it's only less than a sixth. Maybe he's saying derogatory about the seller that's doing something wrong. That according to Torah law, he should go the chumrah and not do such a thing. So maybe the problem is that if he says it, there's derogatory about saying it. So continuing on to the next page, by the bar, actually, I heard from that he understands to explain as follows. means because of the monetary damage. Even though you'll say, who said I should worry about the store owner having a loss? Maybe I should worry about the buyer, the prospective buyer having a loss to prevent him from paying extra. For that, the Chavetz Chaim brought a Ryan from the Gemara. She also last is that it's forbidden to do so. The Amru, the Gemara says, the Gemara says if a, if a employer told an agent, this girl payal in the arba, the the employer, uh, a prospective employer, sent an agent to hire workers, the arba and pay them four. The agent, instead of hiring the workers for four, he hired the workers for three. So he saved the employer money, but he caused loss. He hurt the workers. He prevented the workers from earning extra. The Gemara says the Poyalim could be upset at the, at the agent. The workers say, Don't you know the Pasuk says, don't withhold good from the people that deserve it? The buyer was interested in buying by this store. This person, this bystander is preventing the buyer from buying. He's, the bystander told the buyer that this store is expensive. So the store owner could be upset at him. He's preventing uh, good from the person that deserves it. So since there's monetary loss, monetary damage, that's why it's considered Lashanar. That's what Ephil Zaks explained. Continuing on to the next page, so then he says, he brings down the maskon of this tshuva of the Shalis, the tshuva of the Chavetz Bechayim. In summary, the tshuva fears ice and lays out different cases and lays out the practical halacha for this type of a case. Aleph, if the seller is selling for very expensive, a lot more than the price. It's a sixth or over a sixth. So then he's obligated to tell the 
buyer, even if he doesn't ask. <coughs> Bay is number two. <coughs> if the seller is only selling it for a little bit more than the going rate, <coughs> If it's only a little bit more, but the buyer asks him, if he asks him, is there a cheaper store near than the Motolemele? Then if the, if, if the buyer asks on his own initiative, so that then the bystander is allowed to tell the buyer. He's allowed to answer the truth. Gimel number three, But what about if the store owner is only selling a little bit more than the going price? And the buyer didn't ask. The question is, should the bystander say it on his own initiative? If he tells the buyer, the store owner is going to lose. This buyer. If the buyers are ready in the store, for sure don't say it. Dalit, number four. What about if the buyer is not in the store? Continuing from the case before. The seller is selling it only for a little bit extra. But now, forget about the fact that the store owner is losing money, but let's say it will look bad. The store owner is going to look bad. There will be a gnai. The listener is going to look down at the store owner for that, that he does such a thing for overcharging. Even though there's a possibility that really such a thing is permissible, so for sure you should not tell the, the buyer if the seller is going to become if he's going to be looked down at. Hey, number five, again, back to the same case. The bystander sees a buyer is about to go into a store and this store sells only a, a little over the price, less than a sixth over the price. But the buyer is not going to look down at the seller. I understand that's business. It's normal. It's maybe the buyer, maybe the seller doesn't realize. But he's not going to look down at the seller. But the bottom line is, he won't buy there. It seems from the chavetz chaim that the that the bystander should not say it on his own initiative, unless he's asked. But if he did say so, however, in, if he did it already, it would seem that he's not over Lashon Har. So we'll leave off here for this section and as Hashem next time finish off the rest.